Hey everybody, thanks a million for tuning in to episode 5 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. My name is Dan Kyo and I am a social care worker in Dublin, Ireland with Focus Ireland. We provide support to families and individuals who are at risk of homelessness. I am also a counsellor and psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School and have just completed the first year of my training. The reason why I set up this podcast was so that I would interview people once a week who inspire me and my hope for the podcast is that you will listen once a week and take something away from each guest's experience that will help you to improve your life, improve your wellness. I want to give a massive shout out to Miss Tara Gallagher who provided the amazing intro and outro music. Tara is an incredible beatboxer and harmonica player from Dublin, Ireland. And I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Jarlith Regan who is the host of the amazing podcast An Irishman Abroad who reached out to me with tips and tricks for improving the audio quality of the recordings. As you know, this is my first time venturing into podcasting and uh, the tips and tricks that Jarlith gave to me hopefully will ensure a better listening experience for everybody who's listening here today. I am delighted to have Miss Karen Preen on the show today. She is from Karen Preen Deadlifts and Red Lips on Facebook. She is finding peace through movement and gratitude. She's a fan of eating the food and lifting the weights. She's a promoter of all things body positive, and she's on a mission to inspire people to find their power through strength. She asked me to give a shout out to her coach, Mr. Nathan Ross of Opium Gym. He's a strong man, powerlifter, bodybuilder extraordinaire, and he has been a pivotal part of her journey in powerlifting. I'm really, really delighted to have Karen on the show today. I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy episode five of the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast. Hi, Karen. How's it going? Hi, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on to episode five of the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I've been excited to do this after a little... um palaver last week oh yeah yeah but luckily (laughs) enough I I had uh, Dominic lined up Um, he had some free time and uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed last week's episode so thanks to everybody who listened to that and so it worked out really well and here we are yeah (laughs) so this podcast is about wellness as I said in the introduction and as is in the name and thank you so much for your support uh, through the process of my journey so far the three years as a weight loss rebel ambassador and now Mm -hmm. my own kind of path towards helping people with their wellness whilst kind of doing my own wellness Um, I'm gonna ask you a question that I've been dying to ask you for quite a while but never had really a, a, pl- a time or a place to ask you and how is it that you came across lifting because your your page name is deadlift deadlifts and, and red lips deadlifts and red lips yeah yeah two of my favorite things that's how that came about okay. um but lifting how I came across it it was uh, my dad okay he, um, and my dad has always weight trained, never competitively or anything like that, but um, always as his movement. That's mm. always been my dad's healthy movement and his exercise. So from a very young age, I watched my dad weight train in our garage. Yeah. Um, and he used to have bodybuilding magazines around. Yeah. And I would look at them in awe, absolute awe. I thought the physiques was amazing. Um, yeah. So even as from a young age, I've always admired the... Um, bodybuilders mm-hmm. and then when I was old enough uh, 18 my dad took me to my local gym 
and showed me the ropes basically uh, there was never a you can't do this because you're a girl yeah. um you know th- that was never an issue mm. um so I got introduced to weight training at about 18 years old and right. um, then got back into it properly in about, I think it was 2013. Right, so, which is when we met, I guess. Wouldn't yeah. it be when, I think, I think you found my page through Amber, maybe, or Fitbitch. Fitbit, yeah, yeah that's how I found most Fitbit of the pages first. that I follow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so on a kind of snowball, that's how we got to know each other. So that's really interesting in terms of what we're talking about today, Karen. I really love that you kind of have been surrounded by a really close family member for many, many years. That's quite an unusual thing. I don't hear many people saying that because in my mind, you know, weightlifting for me has certainly only been a very recent thing. And I certainly wouldn't, I did not grow up with it around me. Like, how did that impact you when you were, like, you know, eight nine ten years old did you did was he deadlifting and squatting at that time or was just yeah, bench pressing everything. Um, I, and he used to do pull-ups on it he'd made a broom something with a broom handle over the beams of the garage <laughs> so you Amazing. know what I mean um and I, I just used to see strength to me weight training equaled strength Brilliant. um so that was a concept that I, I thought very early on and I did dabble in it um Throughout, like from when I was 18 up until 2013, like joining um, commercial gyms and yeah. and taking part in body pump classes and things like that. But the actual getting my own bench, my own set of weights was 2013. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you have not looked back. No, all. absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. No. And I mean, I got to say, your positivity comes across so much on your page and your realness. And um, I, I just really love when you post photos when you're like, <laughs> you're like mid dead, heaviest deadlift you've ever done. You get someone to take a photo right at that point where you think you got to fail and you're just, you just get it done. So yeah. uh, if, if anybody, whoever's listening to this uh, podcast, please go on to Karen Green, <laughs> deadlifts and redlifts and have a look at those faces she pulls when she is absolutely pushing herself to the limit because you always post pictures like that so you don't really care no that's what I was gonna say you know when you lift heavy you, you've got to leave all your inhibitions at the door yeah um you to get that weight up you'll do anything you'll scream yeah. roar grunt um I look at some pictures and I've got three double chins that's <laughs> <laughs> six but... chins <laughs> but all I think was do you know what I deadlifted 90 kilograms um so no I don't care I try and post real pictures I I don't look for the most perfect ones yeah because I I I want to come across as authentic really and you you know those images do do capture you as yeah you definitely do come across that way and I, I for one am a huge fan of everything that you put up because you're not really hiding behind anything and I like, no. to, I like to pride myself <clears throat> on the kind of on that aspect of sharing on social media as well particularly on my wellness page because um, people respond to it and people get a lot from it I think and also when people get a lot from it I get a lot from it too so it's yeah. all of, for me connection is king and I mentioned this to Stephen Ober in episode one you know connection with others particularly others who are going through who, which everybody is going through their own wellness project and um, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be that bit happier you know that bit more at peace so if I can connect with other people who are who are doing that like yourself then uh, I'm a lucky guy you know yeah, but, well saying that Dan um, you 
was probably one of the first pages that I was following that talked openly about depression. Mm. Um, and I think you shared a post. Is it the the black dog? Or oh the yes. Black... Yeah, and I remember reading it and thinking this just makes so much sense. Um, and it, that also inspired me to be more open um, oh, okay. about what I was going through. So yeah, you was one of the first pages that I thought, wow. You know, and, here, and look, here we are to... talking across the interweb and um, for the first time meeting each other. Uh, and that is just amazing to me. So I've known you online for two years now, but had no mm -hmm. idea that that post had that side of, sort of impact on you. I'm yeah. so proud of that. For the listeners, the Black Dog post was, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening will be aware of it, but it's just, uh, it's a it's a piece of short, it's a short story about a guy who's suffering from depression and it's illustrated as well. And basically there's just this big, massive black dog that's following him around. And it is beautifully written and beautifully illustrated. So I really recommend just checking it out, Google it, it's there, you can look at it. And if you do have any sort of times in your life, which every single person does, where you really feel the weight of expectation, responsibility, you know, on your shoulders and just feel a bit down, this will touch you in a way that other short stories might not. I just found it so impactful and it did get a huge response on the page. Mm -hmm. So when your dad was... Um, you know, doing sweep and brush pull-ups and yeah. and like you mentioned that you got a sense of strength from him, but that's yeah. you're not just talking about physical strength there, are you? No, mental because it ta it does take mental strength as well to keep going through those workouts and and make yourself do it. Mm. Um, but I do think it probably it probably was more of a physical strength, and you see you and you see dad and his and he's got hard guns and <laughs> you know I, I don't know I think I was just aspired to be strong and but I didn't realize I didn't make the connection that a strong body can help with a strong mind until mm. I was like that 2013 as I started to get stronger with the weights and more consistent with my workouts yeah. I started to feel more strong stronger emotionally and Okay. Stronger mentally, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we're obviously uh, singing from the same hymn sheet then. Um, what do you think specifically it is about the, this thing that I've been spouting from myself? Because today will be one day 140 in a row for me. and But my biggest, the, the thing that I'm talking about most on the page is how much mentally, how much stronger I am mentally now. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that is. And through these conversations every week, I guess my goal will to come to some conclusion um but i think it's the consistency of you know kind of um pushing my boundaries all the time you know mm -hmm. i think i think that. it's the consistency the consistency working out even when you don't want to um when you sometimes look around you and you see that some people that you might have started with have dropped off mm. um and then you realize you're still there you're still chugging away you know even the days that you don't really want to you show up anyway and I think then you start to realize it takes something that little bit extra yeah. to keep going to keep doing to keep pushing and I think that's where you make the connection hold on you know this is taking some strength for me to actually get out there and push myself through this yeah um so for me it's definitely the consistency and the mm. discipline of pushing myself through those workouts yeah I think um, there's a lot to be said for that moment, you know, where you're deciding to go. 
mm-hmm. and that you the amount of awareness that you have of what the voices in your head are saying you know if they're saying you're too tired and being able to as i said in that video the other day befriend them or ignore them or tell yeah. them tell them to f off you know because um that's how i've managed to get the consistency which has led to me increasing my mental strength through physical training it's mm-hmm. that i'm very aware of that voice in that crunch moment of decision time i can do plan a or plan b plan a being the gym plan b being anything except the gym yeah and it doesn't just to let the listeners know as well it hasn't always been the gym it, it can be a really uh, nice cycle out in the nice summer evenings that we have now i have a suspension mm-hmm. trainer that i bought because i'm going to france to watch ireland in the european championships so um I, i've been using that out in my back garden as well so but yeah the crunch moment when you can make one of two decisions i think the awareness that you need to have in that moment will decide will determine whether you can reach the consistency would you agree with that yeah, I do. But I also think that awareness and sitting within your body can also help you throughout the decision. You know, you, you, you get to know when you really, really do need that day off. Be, you know, especially mm. I'm lifting heavier now. Sometimes I get um, niggles. If, if, my, if my back's playing up, I can make a decision. Yeah. Okay, do I go and train or could I potentially make this into a longer injury or do I listen to my body? and yeah. rest today so yeah. i am so I'm, I'm not ego training anymore which i think i did do for a while with my kickboxing um i'm, I'm more listening to my body and t- and listening to the signals that it's giving me oh. if that makes sense oh it does absolutely like i've i've got a tennis elbow injury and my back was twinged there a while back mm-hmm. so i've got whilst i have done something every single day that that's just the fun part of the project i yeah. know i've known when i needed to take the cycle uh, instead of going and lifting <laughs> you know 100 kg yeah. on my back it's, you know um but then you know come back to it the next day and i feel like i've had a day exactly. off because it is a day off heavy lifting like even if yeah. i use the suspension trainer the trx out the back garden now after we finish this it's gonna be lighter than what i would normally do in the gym so it's I am... more of an active kind of rest day isn't it like yeah when you yeah yeah and it's gotta be fun doesn't it yeah what are your thoughts fun. on that what are your thoughts on like have enjoying your the emotion that's addressing your emotion it can't be very serious all the time because you'd be exhausted even now and it's got to be fun you've got to enjoy it but the the thing is the difference for me at the moment is i i have got a training goal Hmm. um so i have got to train even when i don't want to sometimes Uh, and i'm not talking about injuries this is mindset yeah um and I've, i've got this saying where i say not every workout is created equal because I think a lot of people get high on the endorphins, don't they? And they want that Mm. rush all the time. That doesn't always happen. You know, it's not guaranteed every single workout, but I still don't think that takes away from the workout. I still think you can have a good workout and sometimes you'll feel better even that you did it, even though you, you know what I mean? So you may may, may not have enjoyed every second of that, but it's the aftermath that you enjoy exactly yeah mm-hmm. but i mean i'm t- i'm really uh, that is a, such a valid point but i'm talking about like engaging in an activity that you do generally enjoy like just something that you're not going to dread doing is a crucial part of getting into a training regime isn't it yeah i i can't i don't like running <laughs> it hurts <laughs> i don't like it i've tried it i've tried i've tried to fall in love with it to fall in love with it and i just can't yeah. so like to me i, w- I will never be a runner i'll mm. never 
take that up as an activity because I don't enjoy it. Mm. Um, so I do think it's so important to find something that you do enjoy. Like, you know, from Zumba to swimming to aerobics to lifting weights, yeah. it's got to be something that feels good to your soul. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to last at it. No. I don't think. Like any, no. like any activity in life, if you're not enjoying it, you're <laughs> going to get the, the hell out of there, you know? So you've got to just get out there and try different things until you do find that thing that gives you your little mojo, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I can remember, oh God, it's it's so clear in my mind, like, be just being so stuck, you know? Just being yeah. so stuck. Because I was feeling guilty because I hadn't trained for a while. I was feeling shameful because I hadn't trained for a while. And mm. I literally saw no way out of it. You know, like that such a horrible feeling so I obviously I'm speaking about this from a position of having pushed through that got back training and doing 140 days in a row to look back on that just makes me really sad now you know but mm -hmm. also just so proud but I want the listeners to know that if you are in that mode if you are stuck and you think you can never you know get out of it it's not true you can you can do anything you want to do do you think your bit when you were stuck was about um, your training or was it more your mindset? No, it was my depression and my mindset. Yeah. And yeah. as I said, the, the spiral of guilt and shame and, you know, I wasn't meditating. I wasn't uh, being developing my awareness like I have uh, through my course in psychotherapy has had a huge mm -hmm. impact on my life as well from that side. Um, but I, I remember it like it was yesterday, but the listeners need to know that you can do whatever you want. And I'm not talking about if you want to be an astronaut, go and be an astronaut. I'm talking about, you know, if you are in that space where you haven't trained for a while or if you've eaten shit for a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple yeah. of years, one decision can change that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I you hope can still that start anyone, going, can't Yeah, you? of course you can. And I have no doubt that me and you and everybody else will have times where they feel like they're starting again because life throws shit in your direction. Mm -hmm. you know and you've got to and, try and deal with it and one day if you keep at it one day it just becomes not even a habit it just becomes part of your life like mm. i i don't think i've taken more than a month off probably mm. for two years simply because it's just something that i do now if yeah. that makes sense yeah. it's it's such a crucial part of my life that i don't or i don't give too much thought about doing it it mm. just gets done yeah. I mean, obviously, we all have days where it's like, oh, I just want to go home and sit on my settee and not do much. And eat but all of it, the things. <laughs> eat all the things. Um, but that doesn't happen very often anymore. And I, so I think that's important as well. Some people think, do some people see exercise as punishment? And do you think that's sometimes where, why it doesn't last? So I do think it's a lot to do with mindset. Exercise shouldn't be a punishment. Yeah. It should be an enhancement yes. to, your, to your life. And I think if you can make that switch to seeing exercise yeah. as something that's going to enhance your life yeah. rather than a punishment. Like I think you, that's... Absolutely. And even if you just start initially exercising to reduce the guilt... Yeah. that's a start you know if you just well, start if you do something it? if you go for like amber said in episode uh, three there just go for a walk every day if you do that to reduce the guilt and shame that's a start because that won't it's always be your motivation because you'll have you'll you'll totally get out of that mode of thinking because you're doing something every day then and then you can start looking at goals and a deeper meaning 
as to why you are engaging in the physical activity that is is helping to change your life do you know funnily enough when people say oh I don't know where to start um do you know what I'd tell them start walking yeah because I think it's underrated and Mm. I think sometimes people can be quite overwhelmed but there's so much information out there isn't there these days um yeah and you know what just get out there and just walk Mm. um and I, I do think that can provide, it's almost meditative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of good can come from just getting out there and, and walking. And that can be a starting point. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree with you about that. But, you know. Well, it was Amber who said it to me. It was well, yeah. nice one, Amber. That's exactly what she said when she has clients, particularly clients who are quite obese or have limited mobility due to their weight. Um, that's exactly the first thing that she says. Start walking and eat more veggies. Yeah. You know. Keep it simple. What's your um, what's your nutritional plan like at the moment? I eat all the things. I don't <laughs> restrict because I've been down that road. I've been down the one thousand two hundred calorie, no mm. carbs. Um, and what happened was I started binge eating. Right. Um, and I went. I it was such a. It, I think I was on the verge of an eating disorder, to be fair. This is me being quite frank. Okay. I'd started making a diary because I didn't understand why I was binge eating all of a sudden. Um, and I, So I thought it was tied in with my emotions. Uh, and then what happened was I started following Go Kaleo. Is oh, that, yeah. I've never known how you pronounce Amber. it. Yeah, Go, Amber I, Rogers. I, I say Go Kaleo. Go Kaleo. But you're probably um, right. Yeah, and... And then it just started about eating the food and my mind just opened up so much. And then I realised I was actually binge eating because I wasn't getting enough calories in. It's my body's way of, you need energy, um, if that makes sense. Because I was doing the 1,200 calories, two exercises, two workouts a day. Oh, it was awful. Um, You were eating like half of what you needed, nearly. Yep. Um, and then if because I'd binged the night before, then I'd double up on my workouts for the guilt and the shame. Um, so so this is when I started following pages like Go Kaleo, um, Fitbit, Erin yeah. um, Brown. Obar Muscle. Yeah, Obar Muscle, who Sh- you are. Shout out to you, Steve-O. Um, so I don't eliminate any food groups. And three weeks ago, I made the decision to stop weighing myself. Excellent. Because I power lift now. And it doesn't go very well with the no. scales. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and it was having a bit of a negative effect. Like, I, I've seen a number on the scales that wasn't correlating to the image in the mirror. Yeah. But because back in the day when I was not eating enough and I'd, I would always died to be small, small, small. Yeah. I had the I had a rule that I couldn't be weighing more than 10 stone. Now, I don't know why I came up with that rule, but... Yeah. It was one of my rules. Anything over 10 stone, I'm fat, basically. Yeah. But last time I weighed myself, three weeks ago, I was 11 stone. Mm. Um, so that's pushed that rule out of the water. But and was that when you still... decided to stop weighing yourself? Like, did yeah. that have a bad effect on you? It was having a negative effect because it, it was bring, it was kind of pushing back old habits, if that makes sense, that yeah. I've that I thought I'd long broken. Mm. Um, so I thought, no, the healthy thing to do now then is to stop weighing myself, basically. And I've started intuitive eating. So I'm just kind of eating what I feel like when I'm hungry. And 
obviously trying to stick with adding in the fruits and the vegetables and making yeah. sure I'm getting enough protein. Yeah. But other than that, I just eat. Yeah, I kind of switch between... Like, I, was, I would have... Like, when Stephen was helping me with my nutrition there recently, I was mm-hmm. tracking for... Remember, we were following each other on my fitness pal. I was yeah. track, I tracked for, like, 60 days or something. But I just... I needed a break from it, you know? So I kind of do a mixture of tracking and then intuitive stuff as well because yeah. it becomes so automatic when you're tracking that mm-hmm. it's not that difficult to, to not track on my fitness pal and still kind of be pretty much within your ranges right yeah well I've, I've the thing is dan i've tracked for so long that i've yeah. got a good idea of what my calories look like do you know what i mean yeah. and my son said to me not so long ago mom we never have normal food anymore like <laughs> burgers or sausage and mash <laughs> chips and beans and you know when you think chips and beans and i thought do you know what no we don't because then i've got to log it in my fitness pal and i don't know i just i realize i've i'd restricted myself too much yeah so yeah. a lot of i've become a lot self-aware really about habits that i thought was healthy right that actually might may not have been so yeah absolutely and i think that for everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning in. This is episode five of the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast with the wonderful Karen Preen from Deadlifts and Red Lips. And we are just talking about how restrictive tracking on my fitness pal can be sometimes. And if you are the type of personality who has a tendency to be anal about things and be quite detailed and very hard on yourself if you don't um if you don't get it right in inverted commas then maybe that mightn't be for you and look into the intuitive eating part eating for what you need because that's what karen has just told me that she's doing now i'm doing a mixture you know because sometimes i want to have accelerated fat loss when i'm lifting so heavy um, yeah. i need to make sure that i'm getting enough protein and carbs in and my back has just completely expanded yeah like cobra style back you know, it's crazy. Like I'm and I will never ever lose fat at a high enough rate. You know, it's just ingrained mm-hmm. in my in my head, you know. So um, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of very, very focused on each day and kind of just making sure I get her done, get her done, um, eat as well as I can mm-hmm. and um be grateful. Well I, I, I definitely think there's a place for tracking and macro awareness, um, you know, your macronutrients and I do think there's a place for it, especially if you've got a, a particular goal. Mm. But because I'm training for my first powerlifting competition, we've actually been told by our coach, no dieting whatsoever. He doesn't want us dieting. So it was a perfect opportunity to ditch the scales, ditch my yeah. fitness pal and just trust, learn to trust my body, really. Yeah, it doesn't um, mean, but it, at the same time, it doesn't mean you have to go crazy. <laughs> Oh, no, I haven't been going crazy. Do you know what Honestly, I mean? I That's, no, no, I know you haven't. But I mean that him saying no dieting and no weighing and no kind mm-hmm. of monitoring. That's you. You were confident enough in yourself to know, OK, I know what my limits are here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's come down to tracking. Uh, I do believe tracking is very useful, especially if you're um, on the beginning of your journey even if it's yeah. just to monitor what you are actually putting in, yeah. just so that you can see for yourself. Because I remember when I very first started tracking, just weighing my food made me realise how much, right. like, you know, there actually is in your servings. I completely, so do you think I completely it's agree with very you. useful. Extremely useful in terms of building your knowledge base on mm-hmm. actually how many grams of protein 
are in this chicken fillet or how many you know how many carbs are actually in white rice compared to brown rice all that kind of stuff yeah and, but for me you just said it there it was the portion sizes i mm -hmm. was, i got a short shift <laughs> i was a short shock i know when i started i was like oh jesus that oh that's what's happened that's what's been yeah. happening <laughs> do you know one of my worst ones was cereal <laughs> oh yeah do you know normally you would just fill up your bowl yeah, and yeah. then when I started measuring it, I was like, is that all 40 grams looks like? Yeah. Hello, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that was an eye-opener. Yeah, we, we grew up in the 80s and 90s, so it was like, um, for me, like that was the only thing I ever ate for breakfast, ever. Yeah. Cocoa yeah. Pops, Start, um, Crunchy Nut Cornflakes. So I'm getting hungry yeah. now. I'm getting hungry now <laughs> talking about all this stuff. I just mentioned the f um, when I was talking about what I do every day, I, I mentioned the word, uh, I said I was grateful for what I mm -hmm. had achieved so far. I wonder yeah. what your thoughts on uh, daily gratitudes are. Okay. I um, I believe that they're a fantastic tool for keeping you grounded mm -hmm. and grateful because <clears throat> it's very easy, isn't it? Look at the world around us. It's very easy to compare, I, I think, to other people's lives and journeys. Um. So gratitude and meditation just helps keep you centered, helps yeah. keep the focus on you. I think it, it helps you stay authentic as well, you know, and yeah. uh, and it's and it does help with the anxiety and all those kind of, um, you know, the mental health issues and everything, just yeah. to stay focused on you. What's, what have you got in your life? You know, I don't know, it's hard to describe. No, no, you're doing pretty. You're doing pretty well. Why don't you tell me what you're grateful for right now in your life, for example? My strength, uh, physical and emotional. I've I've been on such a journey, and it's no, it's not over. <laughs> like, um, of course not. Some some days I feel like uh, I don't know how I'm actually managing to get through the day, but I do. So I do surprise myself. Um, yeah, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my children. That it's very hard being a single parent. And if you watch my video of my coach, he was yeah. like, single parent, you've said that twice now. But I haven't got a supportive partner um, in, in any sense of financially or emotionally. Um, so it's, it's a lot to actually yeah. parent two children on your own, one being a 15-year-old teenager as well. So you can imagine. And as well as trying to study for my personal training diploma, yeah. trying to keep a job going you know mm -hmm. trying to train as well so how the hell uh, do you fit any of or all of that in how do you do it you I just do know. it you just do, <laughs> just do it. it just do it <laughs> um there's things that don't get done but you know you have to prioritize but i'm grateful for them because every day they teach me something new about myself you know yeah. if i didn't have kids i wouldn't be pushing the boundaries that i've had to push i wouldn't have found the strength that i've had to find yeah. Um, and yeah, they do provide a lot of happiness, yeah. even though it's hard work. Like, of it's cool. Well, that's that's really nice. And you mentioned about, um, oh yeah, you said you're gonna be on your this journey. You're not, it's it's just the beginning of this journey. And yeah, I I want everybody who's listening to know that none of us are experts. Sorry, neither of us are experts. Nobody who comes onto this podcast is you know pontificating that this is the way you should be living your life the message i really want to get out to people is that 
whether you want to be or not, you are on your wellness journey and will mm-hmm. be for the rest of your life. And I think for me, certainly that gives me a great sense of peace, you know, because there is no end point, obviously, other than the big D. At yeah. The end. But like it's um, it gives me a great sense of peace because I really do see every day now as a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the, that reduces my anxiety and reduces my stress levels and reduces my depression. I think I mentioned to Stephen as well that I don't remember um, being ass. I don't remember when I was at the bottom of that spiral of shame and guilt. I just, I do remember exactly what it feels like. Yeah. But I can't remember when it was. And that for me is the biggest gift that I've gotten yeah. from this whole process, you know? I must admit, I've, I've not. I don't think I've quite got to that point yet of, like, I let I have let my meditation go. Um, I'm a, I do admit I'm a bit stuck at the moment in my anxiety and depression. Mm. Uh, although I'm pushing, I am pushing myself to continue to be out there and do the things that I need to do. But I do feel a little bit stuck. I'm not going to lie because I think it's important, isn't it, for people to be honest and open about. Yeah. Um, their mental health uh, that's what I'm trying to do that's what I've been trying to do with my videos to just talk openly about it um, but um, the thing is I know if I keep pushing and I keep going through and I keep talking that day is going to come you exactly. know where the, the clouds will clear yeah. and the sunshine will be there again absolutely you're, you're a huge advocate for mental health you know you have a couple of videos on your page now don't you about your own process in that regard yeah because people don't talk about it very much that's that's exactly what i was going to say we have mental health week in ireland um every year and the the one message that goes out there every year is just talk talk Mm -hmm. to somebody talk to yourself no don't do that actually no (laughs) no that's bad that's bad that's bad no but you know what i mean like if and just talk to yourself in videos that's what i was just going to say so (laughs) social media gives us this whole other kind of Channel. it's another realm isn't it yeah, it's, it's another amazing. realm exactly it's another channel through which you can get let's you can say get it off your chest or get it off your shoulders it's the expression of how you're feeling in the moment which is why i love doing uh, video blogs particularly mm. when i am feeling shit yeah <laughs> because share, i feel let's share yeah i just oh god i'll just go live for the three people that will log on and watch it <laughs> because I, I, it's all for me sorry i'm just being selfish here but the great thing about that is people watch and then come back and say god dude that was class you mm-hmm. really got me thinking about this in this way or that way and you've got you kind of got my my mind on a different direction of thinking yeah and isn't that so awesome it is because sometimes like being here on my own and, and like i haven't always got another adult to talk to um mm. so sometimes it's good to just talk like you know talk to yourself on social media or share a post um get out how you're feeling yeah and even that can feel you know you can feel a sense of relief can't you from actually you've acknowledged that feeling and you've let it out rather than sitting on it and letting it eat away um like before we came on 
uh, to do this podcast. I was feeling pretty bad today. Just really tired, like because uh, mm. I had covered for my friend in the coffee cart for the past couple of days. So I was up at four yeah. at four a.m. Even though I love doing it, I'm still catching up with my tiredness. But like having this conversation with you, I'm sure the listeners will be able to tell that both of our energies are completely different now to what they were now forty minutes ago when we started. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's a really important point to get across to everybody. You have to reach out. You have yeah. to do what feels like the hardest thing in the moment. And that is connection feels so difficult because you mm-hmm. think nobody wants to connect with you. You don't think you're worthy of connection, you know. But five seconds into it, all of that kind of falls down by the side and your energy changes. And things are even just a tiny bit better, which is brilliant. It is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's that's another great thing about getting out there and training because it's also socialising, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, of course it is. So how do you think we convince people who are... How can we convince the people who are listening that it's okay to not feel okay and then convince them further that when they sit with a difficult mood and emotions that it's in their power to go and exercise anyway? Okay, how so this question was one that I sat on because I thought, hmm, how do I answer this? Mm. And then I decided the way that we convince people is to live it, is to be is to be honest about how we are living. Mm. Um, and to be honest when we're down, to be honest when we're not okay, mm. to maybe share how our rituals that we do to get ourselves out of feeling not okay. Um, so that was what I, what I grasped from that was, mm. The way that we convince people to do it is to share, yeah, I to agree. share share our experiences, and you know, hopefully, somebody reads one of your posts and feels a little bit inspired and or makes their this. day. Yeah, or listens to this. <laughs> listens to us waffle on. Yeah, <laughs> listens to our banter and has a little smile to themselves. Well, the amazing thing happened in the gym the other day. I was doing my workout and uh, a lovely lady came over and said, I've got to introduce myself to you. I listened to your video and every single word, I just related so much. And you know what I mean? And I just thought, oh, that's one person. I would be be a blubbering mess in that situation. (laughs) I would be on the floor in a pool of my own tears. It was lovely. Um... And then we had a conversation then about uh, her own experiences and, you know, she's hopefully coming along to strength camp as well. Um, So I just think if you can, if you can reach one person, you know, if you can just get that one person to think, do you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to take on board what she says. Do you know what I mean? It's it's been by a mile the best part about setting up my page in the first place. Mm -hmm has been and it's not the amount of people that I have on the page or that I've reached or who have come back to me it's the fact that even one of them yeah. wrote me a nice email or wrote me a nice message saying dude what you said the other day got me up off, got me up off my ass and particularly this year I've had a lot of those um, comments because of my per- insistence on persisting with my yeah. with my mad project 366 so um, well it's a great maybe. way for you to be accountable for yourself as well isn't it oh yeah yeah, it's amazing. To share. Mm-hmm. But we, we want you guys to know, you amazing listeners, to know that when you are being really hard on yourself, when you're feeling down, that it's okay to feel that way. It's what you do next that will determine how long you stay there. And you mm-hmm. have every single bit of power that you need 
to make that good decision. Whether and listen to what um to what we're saying here, go for a walk. Get up and yeah. it can be that simple. Well, you know, Sunday. Well, Saturday I did I went to Body Power all day, which was really good. Oh yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, so I was out and about all day Saturday with friends, socialising, had a great day. Sunday, I lay in bed most of the day because the children wasn't around. I didn't have any mommy <laughs> duties to do. Um, I think I got up, got showered, at uh, food, and that was about it. And then Monday, got up, went to the gym as usual. So, you know, it's I had a yeah. day Sunday where I literally didn't want to move, mm. and that was okay. It was yeah. okay that I felt like that. I, I know why I felt like that. Mm. But I knew that the next day I had to move again. Yeah. And that, that's a brilliant yeah. example. It's an absolutely brilliant example. So listen, we're going to we're coming to the end of our time together today. But I just wanted, I should have asked this question at the start, but I wanted to jump in and ask you how you found out about weightlifting. And we'll finish on this question. And it is, what does wellness mean to you? Okay. To me, I wrote this down. You've written Being... it down. <laughs> I did. The only one I need to make notes. Okay, being at peace with myself and my circumstances. I think that ties in with your, it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to be where I'm at. Everything, I've, I've made peace with my past. Um, I had a rough couple of years um, in my personal life. And it took a long time to forgive some of the things that had happened but I finally made peace and I've also kind of used that struggle to my advantage I've realized it's opened my mind to possibilities that probably wouldn't yeah. have happened before that although it's not nice to have gone through certain things it's actually got me where I am now if that makes sense so of course it's tri it's triumph through adversity yeah definitely so that's one to being at peace with myself and my circumstances. And the next one I put was finding balance of the mind, body and soul. And I think that is through my movement. Mm -hmm. And because I put that, although it says, yeah, I put that, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so but the balance of mind, uh, finding balance of mind, body and soul. I found that through my movement, through my weight training, through even when I did kickboxing at the time, that I needed that then. Yeah. I needed something hard and aggressive, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and it was, and it, I mean, my kickboxing uh, training actually provided quite a good strength foundation that's led on to my powerlifting. So everything yeah. just seems to have happened exactly as it should. Um, I think balance, so, balance I, is so important. It's Definitely. something that we haven't really discussed on the podcast yet. Um, well, it's so to, important. To, to cut in with that, that's what happened with my kickboxing. Um, it cut, that kind of got too much, as in the training that was required um, to keep up to the levels that was required. It just got, the balance was not there anymore. It yeah. was too much training, not enough yeah. time focused on other things. So, yeah. um, it's crucial. You know, that it's the tipping balance, isn't it? Hmm. so I had to kind of scale back from there and realize okay that doesn't necessarily fit in now with what I want from life and that's where I, I made the transition back to weight training yeah so yeah I think it's always about checking in with yourself um 
and finding that balance to make everything fit. If if something isn't balanced out, then it tends to knock yeah. all the other stuff out, doesn't it? Perfect. So how long did it take you to come up with that answer? <laughs> <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> For the listeners uh, listening, I'm just I'm, I'm watching Karen desperately looking at her notes. Um, because I told her I was going to ask her that question and it's really really funny and you've just made me laugh so much but um, if that's not the important part the important part is what you said about wellness and balance and you know making peace with your past absolutely yeah. definitely Forget because about otherwise it. we can be bitter can't we and I don't want to be yeah. bitter you know, you know you don't want to be bitter you want to be better yes that's a good one. I also <laughs> like warned Dan that I talk a lot when I'm nervous, so I do apologise. I think um, the listeners will be thinking, Jesus Christ, this dude talks more than his guests. <laughs> I wish he'd stop interrupting them. So, oh, Karen, dear. I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on today. Um, again, you have been a huge inspiration to me on so many levels. But for now, I'm, all I'm going to be thinking when I'm looking at your posts is balance. You know, balance, 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 and um, I wish you the best of luck with your current goal, which is to do a powerlifting competition. Powerlifting competition, excellent, yes. excellent. So when is that coming up? July. <clears throat> oh wow! So you're eight weeks out or so, ten weeks mm -hmm. out maybe. And the train, you've got a pretty strict training plan going up towards that, is it? To be fair, my, my coach is so adaptable and um, because I'm also doing my personal training diploma, so what I thought, I'd test my knowledge. So I basically came up with my own training plan and asked coach just to go over it and see if anything needed changing. But yeah. he was quite happy with what I came okay. up with. Excellent. Um, he sets me little goals, that like weights, numbers to achieve. Um, but other than that, um, my training is pretty much up to me, which yeah. I love. I love being able to take ownership of my training. And yeah. obviously, um, he'll always come over and tweak certain things if they need tweaking. But mostly, I'm in charge of my own training. Excellent. So, so I do really like that. You have autonomy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm not nervous at all about my powerlifting competition, you strangely. Don't, you don't, I, don't seem to, I don't sense any nervousness from you at all. I'm really, really excited. I'm really looking forward to it. You're more nervous about that wellness question than you are about the powerlifting. <laughs> I'm, I'm more nervous about seeing someone on video. I said to you as well, didn't I? I don't do FaceTime or Skype. Yeah. So I'm pushing um, all boundaries this week. Yeah, and tell me, just before we finish up, how has this experience been for you in terms of, um, you know, not something that you don't do? Ever? Has it been comfortable? It's good. I'd do it again. Oh, wow. But well, there's an endorsement. Yeah. So, listen, thanks a million for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. You are the best. And, thanks um, for having me, Dan. Yeah, no problem. And I'll speak to you soon, Karen. Okay, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>